We told you about Gaia Provides a couple months ago. Gaia Provides is back. They are a holistic small batch company crafting quality, lab-tested, hemp-based health and wellness products for pets. Kaplan, you've been giving it to Pancakes, Kaplan. Pancakes the dog over the last few months. How's she doing? Yeah, she loves these. Uh, I give her the beef liver flavor, the ones for small dogs. Um, And I give her a half a treat in the morning, a half a treat at night, and she loves them. They're delicious. She always barks for them. Uh, she's a, she's a, you know, my dog's a little dog. She's a mental patient. I like to say she's a lovable mental patient. So she's always, she's always, uh, stressed out, neurotic, just like me about something, but these, these make her chill. They calm her down. Uh, she does, obviously, you know, she's in a wheelchair. She has a lot of, uh, discomfort, uh, naturally. And these definitely help. Uh, I definitely see, a you know, she's has a high quality of life because of, uh, we take good care of her over here and these are a key part of our daily routine. So we love guy provides over here in the Kaplan household. And all these products, Cap, are THC-free. They do not have THC, which makes them safe for your pets. And I know Pancakes is always scared of all those fireworks you have in Long Island City, Queens, right there on the East River. They're shooting them off all the time. How's she doing with the fireworks once she yeah. takes this guy it provides? Yeah, when I used to be, I used to dread fireworks. I used to dread loud noises and thunderstorms. Um, but now I just enjoy them because when I give them to the pancakes, this makes it, like I said earlier, it makes her calm, makes her cool, makes her collected, makes her just sit there and enjoy life. So these, Look at that. Uh, I love, you they can have these enjoy drops. fireworks again. You can enjoy America again. You can enjoy <laughs> freedom again with Gaia provides everybody check out Gaia provides and use our promo code lost L O S T for a great deal. That is www. G-A-I-A provides P-R-O-V-I-D-E-S dot com. And and then just so you know, they also have on top of the treats, they have these little drops you could put in the food. So if you, you know, if you wanna you, you can get if they don't like the treat for whatever reason, these drops are also delicious. So Gaia provides. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento... I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 275. My name's Turner Sparks. And I'm Michael Kaplan. You can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. I'm posting new reels every week, Kaplan. These Boom. are stand-up clips. I Other comedians, I found out, have been doing this for years. <laughs> I've seen a few do that. But I just realized this is what you do. So I'm taking my clips and I'm uh, doing the subtitles, posting up there. So, But you've got double Instagram. subtitles, Chinese and English. So Look other comedians aren't doing that. Yeah. And, and my wife, yeah, really wants everyone to know she's in charge of 
She's head of Chinese subtitles. <laughs> she, the do, you have, do you have credits in your reels at the end? Do they roll, roll credits? credits? It's a 30-second <laughs> video, and then I do credits. Yeah. 25 seconds of credits. There That'd you be go. Great. Follow me on Instagram to find out about that. Follow Cap. And I'm on tour all this summer. Go to turnersparks.com. Follow Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. And folks, you can find both of us Coming to you soon on the big screen, the silver, well, the small screen, hopefully. We don't know which screen. It'll be on a screen. We don't know how big your screen is. You could have a big screen at home. Everyone's been asking, so let's get right into it. Yes, we did go to El Salvador last week. We were there. It wasn't just like faking it for social media. We're really there. To film a television show. What show, you ask? This show. We said, (laughs) let's. we've been doing Lost in America for five years. We've been doing this format where we interview comedians around the world about the news events going on in their country for two years. We said it's about time. Let's turn this in to a TV show. Yeah. And we thought I thought it was a great way for me to be motivated to finally lose some weight and get in good shape. So I'd be on TV. And then the days I just we, we had this plan for months and I kept looking at the calendar and I kept putting it off, putting it off. And then I just starved myself for the three days before. So I lost like I dropped like four pounds in the last. Uh, for the like, right to get to a svelte, uh, I checked it at one seventy five on the scale in the morning. I said, "I hit, I hit a weight. Let's go get on the plane." I hit a weight. <laughs> I hit a weight. It wasn't the target weight, but I'll make it the target. The new target weight. You did so. the boxer's diet. Were you spitting into a cup walking around town? <laughs> I was running around with pancakes, my dog, in like yeah, sweating it out. <laughs> I did. I haven't exercised this month since I was in high school. Cap. I was running every day. You doing push ups. I got yeah. hurt doing push-ups. I didn't know that was possible. I hurt my <laughs> wrists. So I actually, the last two weeks, yeah. I couldn't do any push-ups. So it really didn't help much. Yeah. But I did do a lot of running, right. jogging. We prepared. We had this production team. We hired Kings County Productions. They were fantastic. We said, you, they want to go with us to El Salvador? They said, yes. Uh, and, and we own it. That's the whole thing. We haven't sold this show to anyone yet. The owners of the show are you and me. And yeah. and that's important because now that it's done, we're going to go through and edit the whole thing with Kings County Productions, <laughs> Eric and Brady over there. Shout out. Yes. To the big and wigs over there at Kings County, the big wigs up in the <laughs> they're on the, uh, uh, the they got the penthouse suite up there. They don't yeah. you know, they're minions. You got to get when you go to their office. Our, I, I we you know, our, they were great, but I got to just say on our flight down there, we got to reverse this in the future. We were in coach. They were in business class. We're the it talent. Very embarrassing. <laughs> You're right. Great they, were, they, were, they were in the Admirals Club when our flight was delayed, having cocktails. Oh my god, you and me were, whatever goes on it. We spent two I was days lying in on the Don floor. Shula's bar at the Miami airport. We were bunked up on the floor of uh Miami Airport for hours, just sleeping on our bags like a bunch on of our way there. American Airlines <laughs> never fly it, everybody. They no. it took us two days to get to El Salvador. It's supposed to take six hours. And I just spent two days writing an email, a very stern, perfectly worded, angry email. So I will update everyone next week if I what, what they sent me. So here's what happened. We said, let's yeah. turn this podcast into a TV show. Instead of talking to these comedians um, through the power of the Internet, let's go to the place and find out yeah. about the topic with the comedians. And let's make it a little more for TV, a little more comedy focused. So we're thinking, you know, yeah. Anthony Bourdain. The ugly, delicious folks. These, they, they are the what's who somebody feed Phil. They're all doing food. Zach F. Everybody is food. That's the thing. You go around, you eat, you comment on it. Mm, so good. Well, Bourdain's the, the original. You yeah, know, he's at least a chef, though. But you know? then, of course, he's a chef. 
And then all these other people just decided, I want to be Anthony Bourdain, but they have no chef skills. It's fun to just go around and eat food and get paid to do it and be on TV, right? And then you eat it and you look in the camera, you go, oh, now that's good. Mm. Meanwhile, none of us can taste it. What do you guys call that? Oh, what is that spice? Is that cumin? (laughs) We're not working to do that. I, that was my only yeah. rule. I said, no food. We're not turning this into a food show. Uh, we're doing comedy because that's what we know is yeah. comedy. So we go down there. We went down there. We hung out with comedians and went and found out about their daily lives. We'll get into that in a second. And then and then at the end, we did a stand up comedy show when we're going to tell you as much as we can about it right now. But we only have an hour when this hour is up. If you want to find out more about it and if you want to get into the real details, the too hot for stuff we can't say on the air, the real terrestrial podcasting, (laughs) we will go. You're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon channel, lost in patreon.com slash lost in America. Five dollars a month month will get you the rest of this story. It will also get you me and Kaplan doing our live full throttle stand up comedy. I mean, not stand up our full throttle comedy podcast live from the bunker three times a week. Folks, you get a bonus show, 30 minute show. It's the perfect amount of time for your commute to work. Mm. We've already said we've said this multiple times. Every commute on planet Earth takes 30 minutes to get to work. No matter That's, where you live, no yeah. matter how far, no matter if you take the train, the boat, the airplane. If you work at home, you, you still got to walk your dog in the morning. You got to get coffee. You got to do it's something. It's a half hour. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Patreon.com slash lost in America. Get that $10 a month. If you throw in 10, you get that plus a free T-shirt. When we went to number one in Armenia. If you throw in 20 bucks a month, you get your own ad on this show, Lost in America, the, the terrestrial podcast show. You get your free T-shirt. You also get the the, the podcast, the Life from the Bunkers show. So do that. Patreon.com slash Lost in America, folks. And we will give you a shout out on this show. And we have no ads this month coming up, right? So we need uh, we need a new Patreon. Get $20. Well, we have one from Dennis Owens coming oh, soon. But nice. you're right. Besides that, nothing. Now, Cap. Yeah, let's get to it. We picked El Salvador because Bitcoin, number one, right? Yeah. Bitcoin is currency there. Bitcoin, Bitcoin is king. That, like a year heard. ago, they made their national currency Bitcoin. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the legally te- legal tender of the country. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back right now. Listen to the Gabby Rivera episode we did, I don't know, a year ago. Yeah. Um, she's a comedian from El Salvador, and she told us all about what it was like to live in a country where Bitcoin was their currency. We were so fascinated with this. We said, let's go there and experience this in person what it's like. So we called up Gabby. We said, hey, Gabby, we want to come to your country. Can you connect us with comedians and can other comedians we can talk to besides you, also including you. And can you uh, kind of be our chaperone of sorts as we make go sure we don't get it. Make sure we don't get in too much trouble. Yes. <laughs> and can we put on a comedy show at the very end of this where all of us talk about our experiences all me and the other you and the other comedians about our experiences of our adventures throughout the week that we can then cut back into the show. That's which is a big part of our show. Think of Seinfeld, but better. <laughs> well, it's, it has the Seinfeld arc of learning about the show for the week and then you doing stand up about things you learned. So, yes. Yeah. So that's our pitch to the networks. It's Seinfeld, but better. That's what we tell like, them. Seinfeld, but more diverse. We go, do you like sign? You ever heard of a show called Seinfeld? They say, yes. We say, do you like it? They go, we do. Well, then you're going to, this is a thousand times. Global better. Seinfeld. Yes. <laughs> Seinfeld for the world. So we also, we talked to our friend, Michael H. Weber, mm. who you all know from the movies. A big, t- big time, big Hollywood guy. 500 days of summer. The fault in our stars. Pink Panther 2. 
Pink Panther 2. <laughs> the big three. The Disaster Artist. There's a million other movies he's made. Oh, yeah. The Disaster Artist. He was a uh, Grammy, not a Grammy. What's it called? <laughs> Grammy. Me, Oscar Me Too nominated? Oscars nominated. <laughs> yes. He was nominated at the Me Too Oscars. The he Me didn't Too win Oscar. because, yes. you know, you can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> Why? But anyway, he was nominated and we said to him, we want to do this. We want to do this as a show. He gave us great advice. He said, you're going to have to make it yourself. <laughs> no, it's going to give you two schmendricks of a show. He said, you're not so Zac Efron. And you also, you, you're not Phil Rosenthal. You didn't create Everybody Loves Raymond. And he said, but, if, and if you do pitch this to somebody, they're probably just going to steal it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which, so which do I think it's a compliment. I think that's the goal. I always thought you get your stuff, your idea stolen from you. Be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so he said, go film it yourselves, fund it yourselves. And that way, then when it's done, you can, you can give it to the, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Apple TV, Apple Plus, CNN, <laughs> Fox News, Comedy Central. Uh, he won't let us give it to Fox. Do you think News, Fox but... News would buy this? It'd be great. That would be. And you yeah. give it to them and you say, here's our show. Do you but, want it? Yes or yeah. Yes yeah. or no. Whatever. The clock's, you, you got you got 30 minutes to decide because I already got an offer over at. Uh, yeah. At we we really bum rush him. <laughs> bum rush him, yeah. And um, and then we'll try and sell it. So that so we said, okay, we picked El Salvador because Bitcoin was a story because we love Gabby Rivera. Gabby said, Yes, I'm in. Come to El Salvador. We said, Great. And I told my family, I said, Guess what? I'm going to El Salvador. And my parents said, Are you crazy? It's the murder capital of the world. <laughs> and I said, yeah. I didn't know that, but we're still going. Luckily, my parents didn't know that. So I and then I my brother said, Wait, you're going to El Salvador? I said, Yes. He said, Guess what? I'm good friends with the vice president of El Salvador. <laughs> Turns yeah, out my brother is in the buddy. State Department. Yeah. He's a United States diplomat. He used 10 years ago. He lived in Nicaragua and he was drinking buddies with this guy who's now currently become made his way up to ch- the ranks and become all the way to vice president of El Salvador. His name is the great Felix Uoa. Yeah. And uh, he's a great man. And great my man. brother said, uh, why don't I reach out to Felix and Uncle Felix as my kids call him Uncle Felix and see if he can help you out while you're down there. And I said, that sounds cool. The VP get him on yeah. our side. Tyler emails him. Tyler, by the way, Tyler, also known as Cara de Nino. That's his uh, his uh, code name, right? With code the- name. When he was in Nicaragua, he actually got that name. Agent Babyface is what yes. the local government called. <laughs> He's not a he's not a government. He's not a spy. He's a State Department official, folks. Yeah, a State Department official. Anyway, yeah. um, so, so he, he emails email. Felix Uoa, Vice President Uoa, excuse me. And he says, hey, Felix, you old son of a gun. <laughs> I haven't talked to you. How's the golf game? Yeah. How you doing? You still well, hard, working hard or hardly working? Yeah, those, one of those those things. He writes a good email, Tyler. Sparks. And he says, my brother's coming to El Salvador to film a TV show. Can you help him out? Within minutes, the vice president gets back. He goes, of course, Tyler, you're still Anything love St. Pauli girl. Or are you Killian's guy these days? You know, they're going through all the beers. And yeah. uh, and he goes, of course, whatever your brother needs, send him my way. So now I'm texting with the well, over WhatsApp with the vice president of the country. Anyway, so then he says, come on down. Whatever you need while you're here, I'll help you out. I'm the vice president. What do you need? I said, I want interviews with congressmen. And he said, done. I said, how about if there's any Bitcoin people there? He said, yes, we have this American guy, Max Kaiser. He moved Kaiser. down here a year ago. He, he's an expert on Bitcoin. 
He's an ex-millionaire, Bitcoin millionaire. Talk to him. I said, great. He said, well, you want the majority whip of Congress? I said, yes. Bam. He said, interview, done. You got the whip. <laughs> interview him with the whip. And then <laughs> Tyler, my brother, also said, oh, by the way, my, my other friend, Michael Brook, diplomat Mike, he lives there. You know him. I did know. I met him years ago. He said, he's got a house in the middle of town. Don't get a hotel. You stay with him. Don't rent a car. He's got a diplomatic plates car. Diplomat plates, baby. That you're going to be driving around. And then I said that, great. So we all, the whole crew, the Kings County Productions, me and Kaplan, we all stay at this diplomatic housing in the middle of San Salvador. We get our own car with diplomatic license plate. We talk to diplomat Mike. He says, do you need any other interviews? I says, maybe. He says, minister of tourism. I say, yes. He says, done. So now we got all these government interviews set up. We got a Bitcoin millionaire set up who's an expat, American expat. We got a safe house to stay at, diplomat compound. We got a safe house. We have a safe car. Yeah. Technically, excuse me, technically, wherever we drive, because we're, we have diplomatic plates, we're in America. Yeah. Explain That's, that to the people. Kevin. Well, my understanding is, is that when you're in a, it, it, as long as the when you're in the diplomat house, when you're in the embassy, which we didn't get to a chance to even go to, or when you're in the car, it's considered America and uh, it's American soil. So it felt it felt like home. I didn't get homesick. All these people says it's going to be dangerous yeah. when you get there. It's not. We're not leaving America. It's not. We didn't leave America. It felt as dangerous as it is right outside my war zone neighborhood here. So, well, I would say less because people yes. have been shot in your neighborhood. That's true. So, no one's shot in a diplomat house. No. Point is, so now we're doing that. We're staying with him, and then we talked to Gabby Rivera. She says we said we want to learn about uh, the country. So she says, yeah, this other comedian, Christian. His dad owns a Chicharron restaurant in the mountains. They accept Bitcoin. We said, let's go to the oh, mountains and figure out how a Chicharron restaurant accepts Bitcoin for currency for their customers. Yeah. And, and I had to figure out what Chicharron was. I had to look that up, too. But We said, let's go to the beach, Bitcoin beach. She said, I know a surfer comedian, Andrea McLeod. She'll take you to the beach. You can go to Bitcoin. Be There's this place called Bitcoin Beach. You can go to Bitcoin Beach. Learn all about the Bitcoin, right? Yep, yep. So that was actually so boogie boarded, not surf. Close enough. <laughs> we'll get to he that. went surfing. We'll get to that. Anyway, yeah. So, so now it's whole, set up. Yeah. We get the whole crew. We say the plan is to go film our own show, then put together a half hour show where we're we're learning about the country, we're learning about Bitcoin with the comedians who live there. We're then doing a stand-up comedy show all about what you've seen earlier in the episode. We're going to cut it up so it plays throughout the episode. That's the show. Then we're going to take it to the big networks. We're going to take it to Hulu, to Netflix, Amazon, Amazon Prime, maybe. Apple TV, Apple, Comedy HBO, Central, HBO, all of them. Vice TV. War. Is that a network? Vice TV. We're going to take it to the, all of these. And we're going to say, who wants to buy this? And that's going to there's going to be a bidding war. So anyway, that's the plan. So that's the plan. we get out. We go. We fly down. there. Took a while to get there. Two days. Big deal. Yeah, that'll be on the Patreon show. We'll give you that story. We get off the plane. <laughs> Kaplan, what's our what happens next? First stop. First stop, we go to we, we go to diplomat Mike's house. Right. Is that the the, the crew's already gathered? Second stop. Let's second go. Stop, second we stop. Think, second stop. We go in. We decide to go right into the city, right into San Salvador to a central area to try to use Bitcoin. 
You know, we, we this is why we're here. We're going to we buy got Bitcoin. Gabby Rivera with us. Yeah. And we decide the activity we're going to do with her is go into the middle of the city and go try to get Bitcoin. So they have these Chivo wallets as a Bitcoin, whatever. They have Bitcoin ATMs it's throughout an the country. Yeah. She says, I know of one downtown. Let's go there. Step one is we got to get you guys Bitcoin. So then you can go to coffee shops and restaurants and everything. And throughout the week, use your Bitcoin for the show. Yeah. We hit a little snag at step one there because we realized, well, first of all, we couldn't really know how to work the ATM. It was whoa, very whoa, whoa. I mean, we hit a snag before we even got to that step. <laughs> well, we well, told diplomat Mike, let's get in the car. Let's go downtown. He said, downtown. You oh, mean right. the red zone? <laughs> the red zone. We said, what? <laughs> he goes, downtown's the red zone. It's dangerous. He said, I'm not even going to go with you. Yeah. He said, it's because I'm not allowed to go to that part of town. U.S. government will not allow me. He said, I have combat training. (laughs) I've crashed cars for training to get away from a hostage situations all you know back at langley or wherever they are oh the stuff he did at langley Boggy you know, bottom. He, he goes there's things i can't even tell you about or you but state I, department trust but he me, said yeah. the one thing i will never do is go into <laughs> the red zone no the red zone's off limits and he said but gabby said listen daylight's burning you got yeah. we got to go down to the red she zone. said it's the easiest atm the Best ATMs in the red zone. That's just where it is. She said the best ATMs were downtown in the red zone. The best Bitcoin (laughs) ATMs. And so we said, Diplomat Mike, you stay here. We're taking your car. Right. (laughs) We're taking it. We're crashed. There's no law that your car can't go to the red zone. Yeah, your car can go to the red zone. You physically can't. We're not hindered by the U.S. government. We have something called gumption. We got that's what makes us these great independent journalists. Exactly. We're not scared. We're not sitting back in your comfort, the green zone. It's Red, purple, yellow, zone, whatever the zone is, we're going. We're going. Yeah. So if we go story. down and we drive, we get in the SUV, <laughs> diplomat plates. Now we're a target because it says America on it. It says land of the free on this car. We all, we have Rodrigo, who's our translator slash fixer. He speaks English. He went to school in Canada. Great guy. We have Gabby Rivera with us, the comedian. We have... The Kings County crew, that's Eric and Brady coming all the way from New York City. And then we have Italo, who is our second cameraman. We'll learn more about him later. And then we have uh, who's who's who else do we have? Uh, Was on hill there on hell. The sound guy. He was there. Um, is the best there. sound so guy one of, the, one of the top four sound guys in the entire country? We there's only four sound guys <laughs> in the whole country. We found out on <laughs> the best. He comes down with us. Comes to, now we land in the red zone. Kaplan, take it away. Well, we go right to the big, you know, we, we, and I, by the way, I felt very safe when we got to this ATM, even though we're in the red zone, because there's two armed guards patrolling right outside the ATM, like with military rifles. Yeah. They have like <laughs> sawed off shotguns guarding <laughs> so, a Bitcoin. They're, ATM. they're in full fatigues. Um, and we go in there with Gabby. And um, first of all, we can't figure out how to even get the app. Right off the bat, but she's well, got. Let's go backwards. You need an app. Yeah, you need an app. We didn't know that. We so, so we we can't even log in. So she says, "You know what? You guys figure out later. Light, the lights going. I'll use my app." She pulls out her wallet because she, as a citizen, was given thirty dollars of money months ago. Right when they yeah, first big reason why the, we did this story when go, the government decided last year that Bitcoin would be their currency, and in November to kind of kick it off, every single uh, El Salvadorian citizen who downloaded, it's called the Chivo app, but it's their yeah. Bitcoin app. 
for the Bitcoin wallet. Whoever downloaded it immediately got 30 US dollars in Bitcoin for free. And that $30 now for her was worth $9.84. It had gone down so much since she, yeah, she got hadn't it. used it at <laughs> she all. Hadn't used in it the once. last seven months, it's gone down by two thirds. <laughs> so she is just trying to take out money using that and she can't figure it out. And then she realizes like a minimum, right? Like she didn't have enough money even in to take it out. You needed to have like $20. Yeah, what happened was you and I wanted to download it ourselves. And then it, we couldn't register because we weren't citizens. And you we needed some ID to get the app to fully load on your phone. And it was taking too long. So she said, fine, I'll just do it. And she said, then she opened it, realized she had $9 left. She said, I'm going to take out this $9 and then yeah. we'll go around town and we'll spend it. And then it said, sorry, the ATM no. said you need a minimum of $20 yeah, to be able to, take, to out. take out any dollars. So then she said, let's spend it instead. Well, I'll use the Bitcoin. And we went to a coffee shop right well, there. Wait. So then she said, I'll keep it in my cap. Yeah. I'll keep it in the in the app. As opposed to taking it out in U.S. dollars, I'll keep it in the app as Bitcoin and we'll see if I can spend it as Bitcoin. Yeah. And so we go right into this coffee shop. And let me tell you, I don't know what the State Department considers the red zone because this was the most like Brooklyn-y, trendy. They had a cold, had cold brew. I mean, any place that has cold brew, ice coffee and, and has a Wi-Fi password. I don't know what kind of red zone this is. I didn't feel very threatened. I did not feel it's very, the weakest red zone I've ever been in. <laughs> well, they should rank the red zones. I don't know. Is there what's what's the color? Is it gonna be like an orange zone? It's something? the greenest red zone. <laughs> it's the greenest red zone. Maybe that there was so, also remember we're, it's downtown. We're in like the piazza, the town square. Yeah, a, a Latin America city square. There's a teatro right there. The gabby oh, yeah, before the, everything's beautiful. There's this 90-year-old. TikTok famous lady dancing oh around. I dance I with her a little bit. That was, kids, we should, we, kids we, are we, blowing we, bubbles and kids are blowing bubbles and the state department can't go. It was, I got to say this right now, but to get up, we are sitting there. We're talking with Gabby before we get to the ATM and you know, it's our first day with the nerves are there. No one knows if this thing is going to work. And she makes some comment about TikTok. You know, she's just talking about TikTok and then all of a sudden goes, look, there's a TikTok star behind us. And this old lady just walks into the shot and she's got 140,000 followers on TikTok. She's famous for dancing there. And all of a sudden she's dancing with you. You're like twirling her around. She's twirling you around. And at that moment, I said, this is this is going to work. This is going to be a great week. Like it was this like going to be a good show. I felt, and I felt the whole production felt that way after that. I felt like that was the moment where like we got something. Oh, this, good. This is going to work. Oh, good. <laughs> that was you brought out the, the Myrna Sparks dancing shoes, the Tyler Sparks. <laughs> well, I people have been at because I put it online and people ask, how do you know how to dance so well? Yeah. And, you know, it's a lifetime of going to weddings and having Myrna Sparks go over to Gary Sparks and say, dance with me. And he goes, no. And then yeah. she comes to me and Tyler and makes us dance with her. So you pick so up there. It, it, were, it paid off. So anyway, so then we go to the coffee shop. Fast forward. We go to use the, the long story short. Is we go to use the Bitcoin. Gabby goes to use it. They don't take Shiva wallet, even though, right, they're supposed to take it. Yeah, they don't <laughs> accept Bitcoin at that <laughs> store, even though it's the law in the country that every single place of business has to accept Bitcoin. It's national tender. It's yeah. like going to, to somewhere in America using dollars and they go, we don't accept dollars. Yeah. And by this point, she's down to $9.81. So she lost three pennies from the time of the ATM. I'm getting worried because it's trading at all hours is Bitcoin. So I don't know. So our, gonna... yeah. So our very first idea for a shoot is, that Hey, was... let's get Bitcoin and go use it. Complete failure. Right. So we had this great idea. I just thought it would be right itself. You and I would both get apps. We would go around town. It'd be almost like a contest who could buy the most with a certain amount of money, yeah. Bitcoin. And it's quickly apparent because then I tried to sign up for Strike, which is the other app. 
And I couldn't, they said, you can't do it if you're a New York state resident. So I'm just like, there's, it's quickly apparent that we're not going to get Bitcoin. That's, that's, yeah. Enough. People are giving us suggestions every day. There's a new suggestion. Why don't you try strike? And so the second day two, we try that and that won't work as you said. And then there's another thing. Why don't you try this? Why don't you try that? It's impossible. It's impossible for us to get Bitcoin on our phone in a timely manner while we're down there. So anyway, that's day one, complete disaster. Yeah. But I think it's good fo- footage. We because get the TikTok girl we, woman. We get the. I yeah. just want to say that I 60 Minutes did a piece on this like three months ago. They went down to El Salvador to cover Bitcoin. They make it seem like the easiest thing in the world. They make it seem like everyone in the country uses Bitcoin all the time. Every single store accepts it. They go, they get it on their phone. They're like, look, strike wallet. It's so easy. They're doing like a paid ad. Bunch of stooges is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> we get down there within six hours. We're, we prove everything, not even on purpose. We're trying to do what they no, did. That wasn't our goal. We didn't want to do an expose on Bitcoin not working. We wanted to do a look how fun it is to use Bitcoin kind of like story, I think. And it's just boom. Now, independent journalism. You go where the story takes you. Go where the story takes you. So now day two. We say, okay, forget day one. Day two, we're going to go surfing. Surf city, they call it. That was Surf city. It. So the country's called, the country has branded itself surf city. It's like a B story with Bitcoin's the A story. The B story is this surf city initiative in the country by the government to try to get more, like they have the big world's biggest surfing competitions. And they also have, and there's just surfing throughout the country. So they say, why don't we advertise that? Why is everyone going to Hawaii when they could just come here? And we say, that's a good idea. I say, Cap, let's jump on a couple surfboards, go out in the ocean and get some segments of you and me surfing. And you say, that sounds great. Great. And this is months leading up to it. I'm like, (laughs) we're going to go surfing. This will be fun. I'm not a good surfer, but like, you know, everybody knows how to surf a little bit is what's in my (laughs) mind. And so then uh, we get Andrea McLeod, the comedian. She's a boogie boarder, but she knows her way around the ocean. She's going to go out there with us. And then when we're done serving, we're going to Bitcoin Beach, this town that we've been told only accepts Bitcoin, only operates on Bitcoin. If you watch 60 Minutes, they go to Bitcoin Beach and they make it seem like everyone in the whole town uses Bitcoin all the time. And it's yeah. the only t- currency. So the night before we get back to Diplomat Mike's house. And of course, there's highballs and there's cigars. Highballs, smoking some cigars. That's what you do at Diplomat House. Every <laughs> night at his house, he gets out the highballs and the cigars and it's smoking away and making deals. And, you know, yeah, he's thinks that things are saying a code on the phone. Talking about the Sandinistas and <laughs> what have you. So we get back to his house. And I say, Cap, we got to get up at six tomorrow to go surfing. And you says, is that when surfing is? And I said, well, yeah, I mean, what, what, first of all, what do you mean? Is that when surfing is waves happen all the time? No, I knew about that because of point break. I knew you got up. You got you to get the best wave. Oh, OK, you did know. And I mentioned something about the bends and you said, like, you know, the band. And I said, yeah, if you go down and you said, what's the bends? And the, it becomes very apparent that, you know, nothing about the ocean. I love general. the Radiohead song, The Bends. I did not know it was about surfing or the ocean. Well, it's not about nothing. surfing. It's, I guess when you scuba dive and you go deep under and you uh, come back up, you can get the I'm bins. not a, I'm not a, I'm a land-based creature. I do this not know anything tell, about the ocean. Yeah, you're like, you tell me that. I'm not a fish. No one. And I'm like, Kaplan, you know, sir, you, you don't know anything about surfing. You go, which way do you go? You, is the skinny part, the front or the back? I've never surfed I go, Cap, before. Cap, you've surfed before, right? You go, no. And I go, yeah. but you understand the concept. And you say, no, you say I'm from Pennsylvania. 
We don't surf in Pen- no one surfs in Pennsylvania. No one's ever surfed. We got in the Wildwater Kingdom. We have a wave pool, but people just sort of let the waves hit them and have some fun with it and <laughs> catch diseases because it's 300 people stuck in it. And you also, that. we should say, had surgery three months ago. Less. No, like it was a six weeks from when we were there. <laughs> six weeks from when we were there. You've had surgery. We're going out into the ocean, but the con- but everyone in the country makes they go, listen, these are the beginner waves you're gonna go on. You know, and I pictured like going out into like a bay, you know, like in the ocean early on. I, I did not think I would be a good surfer. I knew that. I thought I'd get I'd, some guy would I'd get on a board. Yeah. I would like stand there. I wouldn't Four really feet go of out. water. We'd get a little shot. You know, away we go. There's our segment. I don't know. It could be a little fun. I fall down a few times. So I'm also, I've, you know, when you're surf, like when you go beginner waves in Hawaii, the, the waves are like one foot high. Yeah. And it's fine. And somebody pushes you. So we get out to, to this beach. The waves are 10 foot high, legitimately 10 foot high. This is, and there's no like, there's nobody at this ocean who's like sitting in a, at the beach, like getting some sun. No one's like sitting around like, no, no it's the waves are crashing when they hit the <laughs> beach. They're crashing in to a brick wall. Yeah, there's no, there like, is no beach. You can't go swimming in this water. I was no. there's no, like, it's literally like you have to surf all, even the professionals, which they're all professionals. Basically yeah. they surf all the way in. And then they have to jump off at the last second before they crash into the brick wall. Yeah. And then they have to swim <laughs> out. And we should say there's no lifeguard at all. There's a lifeguard shortage, just like in New York. <laughs> there's no lifeguard. There's one guy who's just hanging out and they're like, oh, if there's any issues. He, t- he, he was can- saying they're taking pictures. And apparently he said in Spanish to a, one of our one of someone on our crew, he said, uh, it's, I, I really don't want to have to save anybody today because I, I don't feel like getting wet. But a lot of times he has to save someone because there's no lifeguard. I think he's a pretty good. And when swimmer. you're out there surfing, I don't even know if I told you this part. Gabby told me that uh, he said to both of us that three months ago, someone died here. A pro like a, like a, like someone who knew what they were doing. A yeah. Professional surfer died here. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's also like logs full on a half a tree is flying by your legs as you're surfing. There's sheet metal just floating in the ocean. And so yeah. when the um, when the surf comes, when the current comes, it's a sheet. I almost got my leg sliced open by sheet metal. It's going right by your legs. So I go out there first. We and have a the, lesson. We hired an instructor who taught us, you know, how to like get on the board kind of. Yeah, that was the other thing you asked me that kind of woke me up the night before. <laughs> as I said, well, we should get out there early. And we should get an instructor. You said, well, we don't need an instructor. <laughs> I said, do they have instructors? And I, I said, you, have you ever surfed? You go, no, but they have surf instructors. And I didn't I like, know. Oh, I man. thought people just got out there and they kind of like trial by error and you get you're either good or you're not. I don't know. So I didn't know. <laughs> anyway, so the instructor uh, kind of gives us the basics, like on the beach as waves are crashing into us. <laughs> and then I go first. I go out there. I catch two waves. Fine. I get the shot. I was impressed. You got up there. You did get up there. Twice. I've been a handful of times in my life. Yeah. So and it was a very long board, so it was pretty easy. And um, so I got up twice and then I tried to get up one or t- one more time. Well, then and he took you on a journey. He took you on a 10 minute, like horizontal swim to a better area. Yeah. Which and- it was a disaster. My arms were <laughs> knocked jelly well. Yeah. That was like a workout. I didn't know what I was doing. So then you went next. And Kat, before we get to this, we got to take a break. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. We're part of the World's Smartest Podcast Network, folks. That's Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy and the Majoring in Everything podcast. That is, is that her podcast? That's the name of the pod, right? Yes, that's their podcast. I can't, I can't remember the new We've one. We've been gone one. so long, we forgot. Exactly. That is Professor Andrew Eaton 
and the Political Orphanage podcast, and that is us, Lost in America. Kaplan, now a word from your local sponsor. And we're back. Thank you, sponsors. Kaplan, (laughs) now I came in. I was out for 15, 20 minutes. I come in. Kaplan gets the board, and now it's Kaplan's time to serve. Right, and I'll say from... I'll let me give you the let me give the blow by blow. I was not like I thought because I watched him where he took you out. Let me just like, say this before you start. Yeah, I've never seen a worse attempted at surfing in my life. <laughs> well, you're ruining the story by starting. No, with no, that. no. That's just all. Now go ahead. That's a teaser. Well, I'll say this. At no point, like when you went out, he there was an area that you could kind of like it was a little bit a slightly calmer where he took you out first, and then you that he's horizontally to you to the rougher side. Yeah. So watching you, I was like, I know I can get out a little bit and I'll fall down. But whatever. I wasn't nervous at all. I knew it, I didn't think I'd be good, but I knew I wasn't. For some reason, it was a he didn't speak a word of English, but for some reason, he started me on the side where he would heart where you would swim to. And it was the rougher side. And just like the second we started going in, I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is not going to go well. So, so I was a little defeated to start off with, I think. And then we start going through. You're supposed to get on the board and paddle. You know, so to get you're paddling out at this point. You're paddling out. And I, I don't well, know. Waves it's like, are crashing on you, but you have to do that thing where you duck under the wave. Right. I just thought like, oh, I have a board. I could just sort of climb over it. And I just, boom, they're splashing into me. I'm like getting, not, I'm like losing my, 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 uh, my uh, cardio. Like I'm already out of breath just from going through two waves. And yeah, then you maybe swam like, I don't know, eight feet. Yeah, it wasn't very far. It was like, it was like, there was like the waves were in. So it's like two waves, but that wasn't very far. Right. And then the third wave, it's one like he starts saying something in Spanish. Now there's a wave coming and he's saying something in Spanish and probably he's saying is go under it. He's probably telling me go under the wave. Yeah. But like, I'm just like, whatever I hear, I hear him saying like, go. Like, I don't know what I heard, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to get on this wave. Like he's telling me it's a good wave. So I just immediately jumped because he had given us this whole thing on the sand where you basically do like a push up and jump into like a ninja pose, like surf style. And I just onto do the, the board thing, onto when, the board. When you feel a good wave coming. Yeah. So I think yeah. he's telling me it's a wave and I totally don't even think like, oh, I'm facing the wave. Like in my mind, I'm just like, he's telling me to go. This is an opportunity. Don't screw it up. Yeah. For the people at home, the wave is coming straight di- at you. It's at me. I'm not past the wave. It's coming at me. Yeah. And I just like panics. I just jump on the board and go flying off because I'm not for people who do know how to surf, you know, you, you go the other direction, you ride the wave. <laughs> I tried to stand up going into the wave, which we learned later is a strategy that some really experts do, which someone told us, I don't know what that, how they do that, but, but uh, yeah, it did not end well. I wiped out. Um, the guy is saying something in Spanish. He's trying to encourage me to come back to him. And I'm just like, so out of breath, like even trying to like survive that I'm like thinking in my head, like the energy it'll take me to get back to where he is to then wipe out. Like, I don't know if this guy is a lifeguard. I, I'm not positive. Like, I mean, we're assuming because he's an instructor, yeah. but like at this point in my life, I'm like, on my head, I'm like, I know that, that like, I'm thinking like they got me wiping out. I'm never going to get up. So like, it's, I don't, I doubt there's a better shot. There's like, no, <laughs> I have nothing to prove. I don't care if people laugh at me. Like, I don't need to like try it again. Yeah. So I just call it off, but he doesn't understand. So he's like yelling back at me, come. And then he's yelling at me to take the heel off, you know, and I, I can't get it off the like thing. You, you, you wrap it around your foot, the like leash. It's kind of like the a leash. leash. Yeah. 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 So it, it's a whole class. It's a whole disaster. Oh, so you're walking. Cause yeah, you got, 
you're swimming right into waves. The first one hits you. The second one hits you. The third one, you like try to get up and yeah, surf into wipe it, out. And then you fly off. Yeah, I would fly. And then you're saying the leash was still connected to your ankle. It's to the ankle. And he's telling me if you're going in to take it off. Yeah, because you. but I can't figure the- out how to get off. It's like wrapped around me. And I'm just like, I got to get because it's not again, like even if I'm 10 feet out, eight feet out, whatever. It's like you're getting nailed. It's not like when you're at the beach and it's like, that's like the easy part of the water. You're still getting nailed, even though you're not very far. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I'm like, so like I'm not to make excuses, but I like I'm just so out of like right now for the surgery or whatever. I don't know. It's like I just get so out of breath quickly, but sure. quicker than. Uh, so it's just like I just couldn't like I need to catch my breath. So and then once I call my breath, it was just like it seemed ridiculous to try it again because there was an idea that we could end the segment with us going boogie boarding. And I, was I don't like, even that know can't. why we did that, frankly. I think oh, it was like the other comedian, Andrea, boogie boarded. So she right, I think and even she was offended by the idea, but I thought it might be funny visually be like, give up. Well, let's just go boogie boarding because the viewer at home thinks boogie boarding is a lot easier. She might disagree with that. Yeah. So we so we did go out on the boogie boards and I I redeem myself only a smidgen because I lasted out there a little bit longer than you. And uh, you went like flying. <laughs> you went like, yeah, we went yeah. straight into a current that took <laughs> us like 10 miles down the beach and then slammed into rocks. Yeah. And then I got on like a sort of a wave and then I came in and then I saw you, you were like rammed against the rocks basically. So let's get to were, Bitcoin beach. Yes. And then after that we go, we do an interview and then we go to the car to go to Bitcoin beach. And then we hit a little snag at that point. Yeah, our car wouldn't start. There was an issue with the keys and <laughs> the key basically broke. And so our In diplomatic car wouldn't start. So now we're 45 minutes to an hour away from the city where Diplomat Mike is. Yeah. We, um, and it's always great to show up at someone's house and break their car within 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. It's a nice touch. And <laughs> so good. we don't know what to do. Yeah. Are the days like the, the surfing was a disaster. I mean, we weren't good surfers. We didn't think we would be, but we did get a good conversation. We talked about surf city. We talked and we about got the, the great footage of me wiping out. So we, we had some comedy and now we're like, let's go to Bitcoin beach, which is only like five miles away from where we are. And then the car breaks and yeah. we go, uh Oh, we can't get to big. Not only can we not get to Bitcoin beach, we can't get anywhere. We have no driver yeah. with us outside of this car. We were stranded here. Diplomat Mike is at, the uh at the embassy which is an hour making deals yeah and i realize i go wait a second my friend from college brad wells aka bradical swells aka the wolf yeah the the true from pulp fiction the wolf on the beach very close to here he moved there mid-pandemic because he's a surfer and he just wanted to surf (laughs) let me call him and see what's going on i call brad he doesn't even ask where we are I FaceTime him. He goes, Turner, what's up? I say, hey, Brad, we need a lift. Our car is broken. He goes, yeah, okay. I can see in the back. I know exactly where you are by by what's behind you in this image. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Boom. 10 minutes later. He flies in like the wolf. He drives like that guy. Like Like the wolf in Pulp Fiction. The only thing he didn't have, he said, and his biggest regret was he didn't have banana slugs. If you see Santa Cruz banana slugs t-shirts. And he didn't have a, he didn't have a, a, oh, there was no wife. That's the other character, actually. There's no Bonnie situation. Just He gets there. Yeah. He goes, everybody get in my car. I will take you to Bitcoin Beach. I live at Bitcoin Beach. (laughs) We didn't realize. Did you not know he lived at Bitcoin Beach? Not, no, not really. (laughs) And he goes, well, I'll take you there. We'll yeah. figure the rest out later. So he takes us there. We we all get in his car. We go there. 
Now, I want you to set the scene for Bitcoin Beach because we've been told by 60 Minutes and all these that it's this big, it's this city on the beach where everybody uses Bitcoin. I mean, first, my first inkling that maybe it wasn't was when Brad apologized. He's like, I would have been here even faster, but there was someone parking me in and I couldn't figure out where she was. And it was like, like, what do you mean someone's parking in? What kind of place is this Bitcoin Beach? We get to his hotel. It's almost like a commune, right? He it's like a little He lives at a hotel, like Royal Tenenbaum. <laughs> he lives at a hotel and it's very hippy dippy, kind of like, you know, cool little hippy vibes, like people surfer, international. So you think, okay, you start walking towards Bitcoin Beach. And I don't know what it's, it's very like third world almost. Like you're just like, well, it's like dirt roads, <laughs> dirt roads. There's, there's like abandoned homes dogs running around from what there's I was like. There's, he's like, don't mind. There's people in this house, but they don't actually own it. They're just like squatters. So you can walk through their property if you want to. Yeah. To get to <laughs> the like, beach, you had to walk through someone's private property. Right. But he was like, don't worry about it. They're squatters. They don't pay anything. They don't, they're not actually the people who own it. And then you had to walk through a, a like a, was it a lake? What would you call that? An inlet? It was like a river. A, we had a river. to forge a river. <laughs> we had a forge. It was like crossing. There's no way to get. It was like there's a no divide. Bridge. Yeah, there's no bridge. They didn't build a bridge yet. So it was a shallow area, but we had camera crew, you know, with a like, very expensive equipment that can't get wet. I said, how wet can the camera get? And Eric said, "Not no no wet. <laughs> can't. Yeah. Like, so you can't fall in for a second. So he had to cross these like slippery rocks. Uh, we all had to cross. It was very slippery. I was, I like, was carrying the boom, uh, the <laughs> yeah. microphone thing. Yeah, it felt like you're like what those video footage you see of like, I don't know, someone in like India or something. It was just not, you know, if you had it had an India vibe to it, it had felt very weird when you see like, oh, here come the Westerners with their with their expensive crew. Just like a picture of it would be like. So we get to the other side and it's just really more of the same. There's like it's a little village. I it's would a little say village. like That's a what it, thir- is. it feels like a developing country village on the beach yeah but it doesn't feel like a town it's not tulum it's not developed it's certainly not (laughs) cancun it's definitely before any of those places were ruined by 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 the by the new yorkers if it was that's what it feels like now yeah tulum in 1980 and from brad lives there because the surfing is great so if you're like a hardcore surfer you would want to live there because it's this perfect wave that comes all the time but, and, and we should, but if you're on land, yeah, it's a little. There's a little left to be desired. And the reason it's called Bitcoin Beach, just to reiterate, is that because apparently years ago, a few years ago, they just started a thing where everybody paid themselves, paid every for everything in Bitcoin at this place privately. Yeah, this American guy named yeah. uh, Michael Peterson. Peterson moved there, gave everyone yeah. Bitcoin, and said, "We're going to try this experiment where everyone in this little village pays using Bitcoin." So. If you listen to 60 Minutes, everyone there does. But yeah, that was not our experience. If you listen to the Stooge report, but we get in there and we, you know, we 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 walk through the town and very few things are open. First off, on the store, there's a storefront. Nothing's open. We find uh, we find a store, right? We, we, we find a first we find one store. They don't take Bitcoin. We find a yeah, restaurant. Well, well, let me tell that story. So. We go up to the lady and she has she's like cooking something. She's Wait, that's a, a restaurant. There's a restaurant, it's like a an hut. open air. It was hut. the most thorough looking restaurant. Like she's like an old grandma. Yeah. Yeah. An old grandma. And there was an open flame. And we said, well, let's just get some water. We all want waters. So Andrea McLeod and I went up to, and you and I went up to her and we said, can we have some waters, please? And she said, yes. And we said, can we pay in Bitcoin? Now, this question felt ridiculous. Because right. we're at, at Bitcoin a, Beach. We're in a, a hut. We're <laughs> but, in a hut with mud floors. 
and no walls and a thatched roof. And we're saying, can we pay using Bitcoin? But everything that everyone's told us is the answer will be yes. 60 minutes said we could. She says, no, you cannot. And we say, oh, why not? And she says, because you have to pay with an app and I don't have a phone. Yeah, I don't have a phone. I guess you need a smartphone. She goes, I don't own a phone. Yes, you... I live in a hut. <laughs> look and around. Look There's around. an open flame. There's a thatched <laughs> roof. It's clay pots. I've made all of my silverware. Yeah. <laughs> right? What do you think? I own a phone? Yeah. And I'm kind of like, I yeah, you're right. But I don't know. People have told us that you would accept Bitcoin. She goes, are you nuts? No. Yeah. So then we start walking the other direction, right? There's like, there's a store the other way. So we walk the other direction and this lady sees us coming. She must yeah. have heard us ask the first lady. Yeah, it was, like a, store. It was like a general Bitcoin. store, this place. Like, a, And so she heard us ask egg. about Bitcoin. And so she, we're walking towards her, just walking towards her. She looks at us and she runs in the she other direction. Her, she leaves her store unattended. She yeah. just leaves. She left and we walked in. We're like, hola, hello, anyone here? Hola, como yeah. estas? She doesn't, she doesn't budge. She does not and come down. Say, and then we find like her daughter. So we walk through the store into her house <laughs> and her daughter's in the back room watching TV. And we yeah. say to this daughter, this is like a 12 year old in a house watching TV. And we say, can, excuse me, can we buy these? Wa-? We took the waters from her store and went into yeah. her house. And we said, can we buy this water using Bitcoin? And the lady, the girl, the little girl just goes, no, no dice. And we said, why not? <laughs> she goes, cause no, just no, get out of no, here. Get out, get out of here. my house. Yeah. So the only thing we could find with Bitcoin on it was was these there's trash cans that had Bitcoin logos painted. Had bees, on. yeah. But essentially, we walked around a village, and, and there was these a mural. People have know as much about Bitcoin as they would know in a village in India. No, and there's a mural right outside the town of like "Welcome to the future, Bitcoin Beach. Uh, the future is now." It says in Spanish, and there's like twelve shirtless surfer guys with their hands in the air, almost like doing like a seance to Bitcoin. Yes, and and this is the future. And you're wondering, though, maybe they're paying each other in Bitcoin, but they're not buying anything at these stores in their town. I mean, if this is the future, our future then is Mad Max, the movie. <laughs> yeah, yes. that's what it felt. It's dirt floors. It's dirt streets. It's it feels like what New York City felt like when it was called New Amsterdam. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was like, like like build a butcher and just scallywags and scoundrels and there do you, you said it it's like you can't use bitcoin in bitcoin beach it's like if you went to dollar general and you couldn't use a dollar you know like you can't it's like no, going to wall street yeah. they're like sorry we don't accept money yeah. yeah there's no it was unbelievable to me of all the places that it should be taken so, so, so far this concept that this country runs daily off of bitcoin which is what 60 minutes is telling you is just abjectly false yeah yeah. So we and that's what we do. We come. We saw it for ourselves. We decided I don't think there's going to be a lot of Bitcoin using this week at that point. <laughs> then we decide we're going to go. Uh, who should we talk about next? We're running out of time. Should we talk Chicharron or Gabby's mom? I think, well, I guess Gabby's mom. Yeah, I think Gabby's mom. OK, good. so we went to I'll just go quickly. We went to a Chicharron restaurant in the mountains. I uh, love the guy who owns it. One of my new favorite people on planet Earth. He's. Yeah. He's recently used to be a guerrilla fighter, <laughs> yeah, a communist guerrilla fighter. He's a comedian's dad. He's now nice retired to the good life. He makes his own tequila. He makes his own coffee. 
And makes, he has his own chicharron rush. Makes excellent rabbit, excellent tilapia. Yeah. We went up there. We ate. We talked to him about using Bitcoin. He did have some good things to say. He said, as a communist guerrilla fighter, <laughs> when the government when the government instituted Bitcoin, he didn't know much about. It. He said he didn't know what the word meant, but he said that they offered a class to any yeah. small business owner. You could go. You could take this class, and you could uh, learn about Bitcoin. So he said he took the class. He figured it out. He got the app on his phone. And since that time, he's accepted Bitcoin. And the main question I had for him, which he answered very well, was like, how on your menu, you have prices in US dollars, but what's the price in Bitcoin? Because Bitcoin is changing every two seconds or less. You know, the price is going up and down. So how do you know if you sell a bottle of tequila, how do you know how many Bitcoins that is? Because it's all over the place. His answer was great. He said, he has an app that's at all times converting Bitcoin to US dollars. So he just charges them. He knows what the dollar price is and then they pay him in Bitcoin. That makes And he sense. said three people have used it over the years. So he said it, in it, his it, 18 it, months of owning this restaurant, three people total have used the Bitcoin, have used, have paid in Bitcoin. Yeah. Kaplan, then we went to the floor. We, sorry, Kaplan, then we went to the House of Congress. Yes. We went As, to meet with a man named uh uh christian guevara yes christian guevara he is the majority whip we were told of congress and the leader of uh which i guess is the leader of the majority party they gotta whip up the votes that's what they do they whip up the votes they whip up the votes that's what the majority whip does (laughs) we went to find out about bitcoin and how the government's using it but just getting into the House of Congress was quite the ordeal. I mean, getting into to meet him was quite the ordeal. Well, yes, because all the high security, right? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, there was we went right. Oh, we had some we had some issues finding the place, right? Or finding where to go. We had yes. no concept because we're with people. Nobody knew where had where, where this even was. Like it felt like nobody even. Yeah, nobody, what we found out was that you know if it's the, like we were told by his team to meet at the con- Congress building, the Congress building, right? And I feel like, and if you're living in Washington D.C. your whole life, you kind of kind of know where that is. Yes, they, you would know where this the capital was, right? Yeah, essentially like where we were going said, was the the capital of the nation. Yeah, you're gonna know where that know. is. It turns out. I don't know if that's the same for all countries. I would tell you in China, probably most people wouldn't know where. I mean, maybe it would be better if more people in America didn't know where our capital was. But that's how we get into some trouble here. But uh, so our team, (laughs) our local team did not know. None of them knew where this was, but they didn't really let on that they didn't know where it was. They just kind of said, yeah, follow us. And so we get down there, we get in the neighborhood and. It turns out it's not something you could just drive up to and get outside and knock on the door and walk in. I thought there might be, you know, some uh, what do you call those um, uh, metal detectors you walk through and all of a sudden you're in. It's like this giant compound that you can't even drive onto. You can't even get to the neighbor. You can't even get to the area. Yeah, it would be like if two blocks away from the the United States Capitol, there was just gated. It was all gated and you needed a pass to even get into the 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 neighborhood well, what was great is that i was the only one in our whole crew who thought to bring his passport Nobody so they else asked <laughs> the lady texted we're five minutes away and i said hey we're looking for this place can you tell us where to go she said yeah go to this entrance and then give them all of your passports <laughs> now we hadn't been told in advance 
We needed a passport. We didn't really understand where we were going. We were also told this was going to be like a get outside, walk around thing. Right. Man of the people. Yeah. Not being the case, walking through the city. So I thought we'd be walking through city streets with the head of Congress and, you know, the people would be fawning all over and go, wow, cool. Anyway, um, so the lady says, get, get your passports out, show it to the guy at the gate and he'll direct you where to go. This is an issue. None of us brought passports except Kaplan. I'm always the most prepared in any most situation. Prepared. <laughs> Kaplan has his passport. None of us do. So we get up to the gate and we go, well, let's just figure this out for a second. The guard at the gate says, I want to see everybody's passports. And we say, we don't have passports. Yeah. And he says, well, can you at least give me your passport numbers? <laughs> and we say, we don't remember our passport numbers. And he says, do you have anything? Yeah. Can you like, show I have a, me I have a, a library license. card. I got a library card here. I got a. So we we all get out our New York state driver's license, which sure, I guess that counts. You're yeah. in a whole different country. Um, anyway, he takes those down. Good enough. We get straight through. And there's no baggage check. There's no metal detectors. None of that stuff. No, we just drive into a parking <laughs> lot. But I mean, park the building as we're getting out of the car. The head of Congress walks up to us. He goes, hey, I'm getting back too. I was just in another meeting. You got come on in. Come to my <laughs> office. Just right in. Then all of a sudden we're just sitting in this office that you described the office. Well, this office was the greatest. I mean, I look, we haven't been to a lot of offices because this whole the past few years. It's not like I'm bouncing around offices and meetings, but this office just blew me away. We walk right in and he's got uh, under like a plexiglass thing. You see he's got a, a Nintendo. He's got an old school original Nintendo. He's got all these games under the plexiglass. He's got a Sega Genesis with a Sonic game in it. He's got an Atari 2600. It's like a shrine to video games. And then he's got these framed posters that are, you realize after you look at them closely, they're like the instruction manuals from old Nintendo games and Game Boy games and wrestling stuff. Some of it wrestling games and some of it was like wrestling, like WrestleMania, right? Yeah. And we walk in and we're like, hey, man, we want to tell us about <laughs> Bitcoin. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we get <laughs> to any of that. Yeah. Let's talk. Shop. I want to show you my video game collection, <laughs> my record collection. He starts oh, showing yeah. us these quiet. Oh, he's got albums. all these vinyls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Twisted Sister, the whole thing. And then he goes. And we go, okay, we've seen your video games. These are great. We've seen your record collection. This is great. Can we, should we start the meeting? He goes, one more thing. One more and he, thing. he gets out his He-Man action figure. He's got his team, we should say. He's got his like assistants or whatever. They're, they've got bags of them. And they're just like pouring them onto the thing like for us all to look at it and, and spreading them out. Yeah. Like, get them all. That's not all of them. There's another bag. There's and He-Man it's, it's a real. Figures. So he's collected these over his adult life, right? Yeah. And I love that stuff. That's my generation. It's great because he said when he was a child, he always loved it and he was too poor to afford it. Yeah. And now that he has some cash, mm, he has some Bitcoin. Uh, he He's bought all this stuff. So we go through all that. And then um, we get down to the business of Bitcoin. And he kind of, I, I don't want to give it away too much, but he has, should we say what he said, his reasoning? Or should we save that for Patreon? I mean, I don't he's well, what, what, yeah, I liked his reason. I think we should give it to everyone, right? His reasoning's pretty good. He goes, listen, folks, because we say, what about, you know, Bitcoin's down two thirds. It was 60,000 to one, 60,000 US dollars to one Bitcoin three months ago. Now it's 20,000 to one Bitcoin. You have all these big plans, but how are you ever going to do it without, you know? And he goes, uh, he goes, listen, folks, everybody in the world's got to have something. Everyone's in Paris, they have the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> in New York, you got the Statue of Liberty. 
And and he kept he said multiple times he said in Israel you have ammunition and guns. No, first he said I inter- I thought he said tech center and he goes in Panama you have a tech center in Israel you have weapons. Weapons. That's your thing. That's what you're That's known right. for. I mean, Israel has good weapons. And yeah. he said here previously we were known for our gangs and our violence. Mm. So if we're now known for Bitcoin, that's pretty good. That's better yeah. than the other thing. Pretty good. Pretty. He also so, yeah. believed that he we should say he believed in it 100 percent and thought everything was good was happening with it and all that stuff. So we go through this meeting. The actual meeting is on film. You're going to be able to watch it when the show comes out. And then I say to him at the end of the meeting, I say, excuse me, sir. He starts mentioning the floor of Congress. I say, can we get a peek at that? And he says, what? And I says, can we look at the floor of Congress? Yeah. He goes, yeah, I don't see why not. <laughs> sure. And then he goes, take him, uh, Rachel, take the, take the guy to his assistant, take, take the crew, take them all to the floor of Congress. What so he- the next thing we know, we walk down a hall, walk through another hall. We're standing on the floor of Congress. Yeah. He said, as long as you don't, he, what did he say? Don't wear shorts. As long as you're, you're, you're dressed nicely. He said, as long as everyone's nicely. wearing pants, no yeah. shorts, no Crocs, <laughs> no Crocs or short. Yeah. yeah there was no, again, no security check, but as long as we're wearing pants and no Crocs, we're good. So we all of a sudden we're on the floor of Congress. I text diplomat Mike. I go, Hey buddy, guess where we are? Floor of yeah. Congress. He's like, yeah. that's how'd you get that? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know anybody who's been on the floor of Congress. I said, I thought yeah. you called yourself a diplomat. Yeah. They turned on the machines. They showed us how the voting works. You get what I liked is that you saw that his name didn't even come up because the last vote, he had to have someone fill in for him. I like the idea that you can have fill-ins. Temps. Proxy vote. Well, Proxy you're too vote. busy. It's a lot of work. You got to like, he's got to play Nintendo people. sometimes in the office. He's out there fun. with the people getting exactly. things done. Right. Exactly. So we loved him. We had a great time. He wooed us. He schmoozed us. We loved Ed, everything about him. He was a great character. He was hilarious. Uh, he also knew what he was talking about. And then we flew home, and when we landed, we opened Twitter to find out our good friend Christian Guevara has been sanctioned by the United States government. Yeah. They've taken his visa away. He has a U.S. visa. They said, you're no longer allowed to enter the United States of America. We don't know why. We don't think it had anything to do with us. It didn't have anything not, to do with well, us. Well, we're nervous. On the record. We're nervous. It didn't have anything to do with us, but we are immediately nervous because the timing, it literally happened right after we left, like 15 minutes after we left. He got Our stanchions. flight <laughs> left at 6 a.m. Yeah. At 6, 16 a.m. So wheels up. We're current. Wheels we're, up. We're out, <laughs> out of, of <laughs> El Salvador officially. We're off the ground at 6 a.m. At 6, yeah. 16 a.m., our friend, we think, Christian Guevara, tweets. I have just found out I am no longer allowed to enter the United States. of America. I've been put on that. What is it? Engels list? Engels list, which is named for former New York Congressman Elliot Engel, I believe. It's a list of Southern like Latin American officials who are considered either anti-democratic players or corrupt. It's like, a, I don't know why, but it's the uh, yeah, that's that's the facts. And we don't know uh, at the time, you know what this means, right? It's like. Are we going to get in trouble? We, we don't know. We don't know. I also, I'm like, oh no, we met with him two days ago. Yeah. We're the last Americans he's seen yeah, and, in and- person before being, being sanctioned, being, having his visa taken oh. away. And, and we, we, we also had a local crew with us. We had all of our friends. We had right. Rodrigo, uh, the translator and fixer. We had yeah. Angel, the sound guy. We, we had Italo. Gabby. The- Gabby was not with us. We had Italo, yeah. this, the other cameraman. From the great band Carrot, right. 
We had great band. Uh, Everyone download. And then and then we had the the other guy, the guy who clicks the thing on to hill, say clickety clack. Yeah, <laughs> we had him. And we're saying now, yeah. did we put these? I don't. Did we put these well, people in danger? And I get nervous because they, they six fifteen in the morning. I'm picturing like you know when you see in a movie and the feds just show up at your door and you're in your pajamas and you say, "What yeah. took you so long?" That kind of thing. Like he was, he answered in his in his He-Man pajamas. Said, "What took you so long?" They serve on the papers. I'm picturing that they serve everybody. Did they come bring people in for questioning? I don't know the situation. I got a little. Nervous, I have no but- idea. I also don't know if the U.S. government's been tracking us. We are staying yeah. in diplomatic housing. I mean, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah. And are they saying, so- uh, "Okay, they're off the ground now. Go get them." Yeah. Anyway, they, they t- it turns a, out- a favorite Asian baby face. We uh, no. <laughs> anyway, it turns out it was none of this. Yeah. I, the backstory has come out. Apparently, he was sanctioned on. They voted to sanction or to, to take away his U.S. visa on May twenty fifth. When oh, okay. they extended the last time the um, Colombia, I'm sorry, Colombia, the El Salvadoran government extended the state of emergency. So they have the state of emergency to keep gangs off the street and it extends yeah. the powers of the gu- It basically makes it like a strong mayor campaign, but it's yeah. a strong president campaign where the president <laughs> now has more powers to arrest people and get the bad guys off the street. We should exactly. say crime is down like yeah, a thousand we percent. The town, the part of town we were in earlier downtown with Gabby Rivera, uh, our team, our local crew was telling us six months ago, we would never have come to this area, the red zone. Now it's safe. There's little kids doing ballet and there's TikTok grandmas. (laughs) And that's all because the gangs are out the street. So I'll let you decide what's the but but I guess in the U.S. from far away from in our ivory tower, we see this as some type of. Oh, it's a human rights violet, blah, 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 whatever. If you have a tattoo, you deserve to spend the rest of your life in jail. I've always felt that way. So. I, me too. Same. <laughs> and uh, uh, so anyway, it had nothing to do with us. Thank the Lord. Yes. And everybody's safe. Nobody's in trouble. We're fine. Now, Kaplan, let's we, should we end got with more the show. to talk about. But we're going to have to save a lot of this for the Patreon show. We got we talked. We hung out with Gabby's mom. We went to eat ice cream with her. It's a great story. We're going to talk oh, about the Patreon. She told us about how a relative of hers used to be in a communist was a communist guerrilla and now is living in exile in Spain. Yeah, a hardcore guerrilla. No, uh, <laughs> pretty hardcore. So we will get to that on the Patreon show. And uh, but now let's get to the comedy. Let's wrap this up with. So the kind of. The whole week is building towards this live stand-up comedy show that we're going to be putting on our last night in town at the local comedy club. Uh, or it's, it's really, it's a pizza place that has punk rock concerts that we turn into a comedy club for the night. Yeah. And it's all leading to that. And for me, we land on Sunday night. I know nothing about the country. By Thursday night, four nights later, five nights later, I have to have at least 10 minutes of stand-up comedy material about the country we're in to perform to a local audience who lives in that country that's going to understand my jokes and get get it's it's high it's a high pressure situation yeah i mean you're you're planning to mix in stuff that you do here with this but it's like Obviously, it's a high the locals, wire act. The locals Be- want local material. They're excited for it. Well, That's not only that, but the a giant pitch of this show, a giant reason right. why we're selling the show, why we think the show would be successful is because of that exact thing, that this idea that stand-up comedy is running throughout it, that it's what bonds these exactly. comedians from around the world are bonded together through the art of stand-up. And it's it, we might not have anything else in common, but at least we have that. And there's going to be this stand- clips from this live stand-up comedy show running through it where all of us, including me, are going to be doing material about the about the things you've seen earlier in the show. Meanwhile, 
I don't know if I can pull this off. I've just, I'm kind of like BSing that I can do this. Yeah. And all knows? these, all these comedians are, are going along for the ride. They're all excited for the big gringo performance. You know, if it- the venue's <laughs> sold out, yeah, it's packed. And, um, we go, so, so I'm writing throughout the week. You help me a couple different, a couple nights along the way, you and I have writing sessions where I just say, all right, give me every observation. You've all had observations. This week. Yeah. And you literally, you and then Eric, uh, Eric from Kings County Productions, ideas. Eric Jankstrom, he joins in too. And Eric says, all right, I think it's funny that um, that just no one knows. What, well, that at Bitcoin Beach, we couldn't find Bitcoin. Okay, good. That's an idea. Yes, I, I think it's funny that uh, that we say, Surf City, we're all asking everyone where it is and everyone has a different answer. Some say yeah. it's this beach, some say it's the other beach. The Minister of Tourism says it's a state of mind. It's not <laughs> even a place. So that's an observation. So we gather together about 10 of these, the 10 or 15. Guard. We're noticing armed guards in weird locations. So you know yeah, we go, there's armed guards at the gas station. Maybe <laughs> so that's a thing. The there's a DJ at the gas station. Yeah. Could that be a thing? Yeah. And so I'm just writing down all, all these observations. And then when I have a couple minutes alone throughout the week at any point, I try to just turn these observations into stand-up comedy bits and not knowing what I'm going to get. And then the day of the show... Uh, 2 p.m. You and I get back to the house. We've met the minister of tourism in the morning. We'll get to that on the Patreon show. We get back to the house and I have two hours, like an hour and a half, maybe to put this whole set, all these observations, turn them into comedy before we have to go to the show. Yeah. So I worked there for an hour and a half. I worked there for an hour. And then Italo, the, uh, the camera guy comes to the house. He's our ride. He's giving us a ride. He's giving us a ride to the show. He notices there's acoustic guitar. <laughs> he asked me, Turner, he's, a, uh, he's an El Salvadorian guy. He goes, Turner, do you like punk rock music? I say, yes. He goes, do you like the Misfits? I go, hell yeah, I like the Misfits. Great distraction. I, I immediately quit writing and we just start singing Misfits songs. Yeah, well, Idolo's in a band, Carrot. And they're they're a big we, we were hearing all week how he was a big, big band in El Salvador. I have a number yeah, one. Hit, as you've so. heard about earlier, we've already been talking about them. Carrot's a great band. So now I'm only an hour. Then you and I get to the venue. I we set up for about two hours. We turn this pizza place into a comedy room. You now were I have in, two hours on point. Starts. You, I just got to say, Turner was you were like the most focused. I've like it's like this is you go into your your you've done you've done shows before all over the world. So, you know, like, what do we got to do? Moving yes. chairs, you're counting. You're like, you're, we had like 65 people supposed to be in there. And we had these like, these benches. It was like a whole thing. Can we get 65 seats in yeah. this space that can fit the camera? Like it had to be like a good show so people could see you, but also be on camera. Yes. It was a, it was a lot of high wire active. Like we made it work though. We moved everything. Well, they were telling us the room seats 45. I looked at it and I said, we can get 65 in. Yeah. Andy Curtin and I spent six or seven, eight years running around China, turning pizza places into comedy rooms. So I've done it a thousand times. I know how to do it. We got it done. And yeah, it, it ends up, if you watch, once you watch the video, you're going to feel like you're watching it in a comedy club. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. We got the lighting set up. We got the sound. We got everything good. The seats, the tables. So then it's 6 p.m. I still haven't really written my comedy set. And the show's at eight. Yeah. I'm like, this is not only do I have to make this funny, I have to make it funny for locals and it's being filmed. Right. So it's got to be funny for people watching it. It's like a comedy special that you haven't written two hours before <laughs> the show. Like, holy crap. So I spend about 20 more minutes compiling these ideas. And then I get enough of an idea where I go, Kaplan, come across the street with me. Oh, yeah. I want to. Can I run these bits by you and just see if you think they're funny? Well, first, you say, let's go outside and we walk outside. 
And our Rodrigo's just standing there. We're about to go for a walk down the street. And he says, guys, 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 it's a little dangerous, this area. I don't think you should go down the street. He didn't. Yeah, trust he goes, us. where are you going? We're like, we're going for a walk. He goes, no, 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 you're People not. People don't you're just go for a walk around here. Yeah. So he says, and then we see it says police, policia across the street. It's like a police station. So he says, well, you could go there. There's a bench in front of the police station. And we say, perfect. We'll just if there's go anywhere there. you're safe, it's in front of a police station. <laughs> yeah. It's so like we that's the 108 on here in Long Island City. In front of a yeah. police station. And I start running my bits by you. I go, here's the first one. And here's the thing. I don't, I, you can't, doing comedy for one person specifically as a practice doesn't work unless you're actually performing the comedy. If right. I'm just write, reading jokes I writ, wrote, well, that's not how I'm going to be performed. If I'm like, then I said, and then he said, and then you said. And this is why you're such a pro, because I don't, I remember the time that I did comedy and you were like, you want to run them? And I was like, I, I couldn't picture running it in front of one person. Like, I was like, yeah. that would make me almost more nervous than a crowd, you know? Yeah. So, but you're just like, you go right into it. Like you're performing, just sitting there, like you're in front of the show. Like you're doing full energy. Well, it's the jokes. only way to do it because if I yeah, just exactly. read jokes, well, that's not how I'm going to do it. On So they'll bomb in front of you, but that doesn't tell right, me if right. they work on stage or not. So you're right. Yeah. I go full energy. I go loud Turner. I go in your face. And yeah. we, it's I not do NPR two, Turner. I do two or three bits for you yeah. specifically, and I'm doing okay. Some are going good. <laughs> some are not. And then four policia men come around the corner. And they, and they lists were stepping in a way. It was like a really ominous, like, what's going on? What do we have here, fellas? It was a bit of a well, well, well. <laughs> I felt like I was in a movie. Yeah. Look like... who the cat drug in. <laughs> and these were some bad hombres to like, use a, to borrow it, a phrase. We said Pulp Fiction earlier. It was like, Zed. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> fly caught a couple. Fly caught a couple swat. What did I say? They, they come around. Four of them come around the corner. You and I are sitting on a bench. They encircle the bench, mm. meaning you're not going anywhere. Yeah, the word circle. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> the two of you are not going anywhere. You're now essentially in prison. You're in, <laughs> in jail. A, in a country with a state of emergency that we are aware in of. In a country in a state of emergency. <laughs> and they encircle us and they go, they just start yelling at us in Spanish. I don't know what they're saying. And one of them makes the motion like drinking a beer. Like, right. are you drunk? Are you right. drunk? Yeah. You're drunk. Why are you here drunk? Because I'm so loud, you know? Yeah. That's and I, five in the after six in the afternoon. No, I was I had had a few beers, you know, because I, I was not, not I was basically off the clock. I was helping move things around, but I was not I didn't have to perform that night. So luckily I put the beer down. I'm always when I'm in another country thinking you can just carry beers around wherever you go. Yeah. But because it was a police station, I did put the beer down before we crossed the street. Yes. Thankfully, otherwise, and I had, luckily, I also had a, I had a bottle of water in my hands. Yes. To show them. Look, and I, I had a bunch of notes. So I said, <laughs> no, 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 no. And I tried. I remember the word for comedian in Spanish. I was like, comedia Dante. I'm a comediante. Comedian. Dante. Have 12 comedians in the whole country, though. These guys might never have been to a show before. And I start pointing at my notes. Yeah, they don't know what a comedy show is. I go, I'm a comediante, you know, like uh, uh, Paul Rodriguez, you know, like Bill Cosby, no. you know, fluffy, you know. Um, so then comediante and I, they go drunk, drunk. I go, no, no. no. Agua, agua, agua. <laughs> and they're not really buying it. No, they're not. They don't get a and lot I'm of comedians. I go, these parts. I know Kaplan's been drinking. If they do like a breathalyzer, we're screwed. Yeah, you know? we're done. It's it's over. <laughs> and then Rodrigo, thank God. Our hero, Rodrigo. Sees us and runs across the street to us. He goes, No, 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 no. These are comedians. He says they're something doing Spanish. a comedy show. Look at his notes. He's just practicing, practicing his jokes. And 
They don't really believe him at first. And then he points back across the street. He goes, the show's right over there. It's in one hour. You can come if you want to come look at it. Just come see. It's real. This is what they're doing. They're not drunk. And then they kind of slowly back away. Yeah. The cops do that slowly back off and they go, Mm. "Okay, okay." But it was almost like, here's a warning. Like, keep it down. Keep it. And then he said, you can't do it here. They say pointed. They said, I understood that part. It was like, you cannot sit in those bench spaces. It was like Big Lebowski. They're like, stay the fuck out of Malibu. But it was literally on a sidewalk. It was like in front of the police station, but it was a public bench. I thought it was. (laughs) But it was like, yeah, yeah, stay the fuck out of Malibu. Stay the fuck out of Malibu. We don't believe in comedy around here. Yeah. But, But that was our white privilege we did get our white privilege even in el salvador which is i was impressed with well if we were also a state of emergency meant that they could you literally have no rights if you're arrested you have no right to an yes, attorney no, we did no, know yeah, the no. vice president that probably would have helped do you but get one phone no right call because you need attorney. a phone call you to get a hold no of right to a trial yeah. you have no right to anything and they don't need any reason to arrest you they could just yeah arrest. So i want to be like no escape, tattoos we escape by the skin of our teeth and then we go back over and I spend the next 40. So the show starts at eight. Even when the show starts, I'm not totally ready. I do about 45 minutes of I, I'm switching stuff even to the last second. And then we do the show and you're watching the show. So why don't we go from your perspective? Well, the show, I mean, to start off with, uh, it was every it, everyone killed. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. Like we had some there was a, a, a hilarious host who you did. a. You guys came out and did a little shtick about telling the crowd like to basically we weren't serving food. Or drinks. Yeah, we or wanted go- everyone to kind of understand what we were doing. So yeah. me and the host, Brian, I'm going to look up his name because uh, he was great uh, and everybody should follow him. But um, let's see. Brian Lestrange. Brian Lestrange. L-E-S-T-R-A-N-G-E. He's a local. Uh, he and I decided he barely spoke any English, but through comedy, we kind of decided we're like, listen, this audience some of them speak Spanish natively. Some of them speak English natively. We hope they're mostly bilingual, but we don't know until we get out there. We should explain to them what this even is. So we went yeah. out and did this explainer. We're starting the show in 10 minutes, uh, but it's going to be in English. Some's going to be in Spanish. Just laugh if you understand. Laugh harder if you don't yeah. understand. Bathroom's over here. There's going to be no pizza during the show. It's a live recording, so there's no drinks, but get all your drinks now. And we were, I knew it was going to be good when we were like killing yeah, with announcements. Yeah, killing. He made some comment about Trump. I was, <laughs> he, I was like, this proof. I was like, this is going to be filmed for American television. And he's like, and hello, he looks Mr. Trump. The camera, he goes, oh, hello, President Trump. I didn't do anything <laughs> wrong. And everyone's laughing. <laughs> and I was like, how old is your news? Yeah. That was and that, then that people way. laughed at that. That was great. That was a great bank yeah, starting off point. And then, uh, yeah, the show we had it. Then there was an opener who wasn't was the one comedian who wasn't part of our show, but he was great. I was like, can and he was killing it. And I didn't understand opener destroyed. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're off to the race. And what's funny is I was sitting with Rodrigo and he was translating all the comedians I knew. But like, I guess because I didn't know that guy, he didn't translate a word that guy said. I was just but he was like a heavy set, funny guy. I thought he was great. He was, yeah. I could tell it was funny. And then, yeah, he started trans. He, I felt like Rodrigo only wanted to translate those like everything was sexual. I was like, is this whole show? He's like, Andrea's doing a bit about like fingering in the butt. Andrea McLeod's <laughs> very sexual. I don't know if we're going to be able to use any of it for TV. Yeah, frankly. I don't know. He's so he's it's telling so me the host is doing a bit about how he loves penne because penne means penis and he's a gay guy. I, I, I was like, this is like, are there any non-sex jokes going on here? But Gabby but, uh, Rivera, I don't think she did any. Sex she didn't. Do, and Gabby, I oh, that's the one thing I wanted to say is Gabby came out and did English. The, she doesn't normally do this. So She's all the other comedians did Spanish. Yeah, that's their 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 they speak Spanish. She came out and did like five to ten minutes in English to start off with, 
and she was fucking awesome. Like it was fantastic. I was watching it. I was blown away. Yeah. I was like, I was Gabby, like, you need to move to New York. You'd uh, be one of like a top comedian in New York. If you just came here. Yeah. She worked in a um in a call center. Call center for years. Which I learned one of the things I learned this week was that I didn't realize how much of our call centers are in El Salvador. It's like a big part of their Half economy. Our crowd had worked in a call center. Yeah. So she was, yeah, you should have, we should have written you a call center bit. <laughs> yes. But, uh, and then, uh, yeah, she killed and then she switched to Spanish and killed even some more. Yeah. So the pressure was really on you. They had <laughs> me go up last. I had yeah, to close. Big, the big gringo. <laughs> Christian, um, Christian, uh, Magu, I think is his, is his stage name. Yeah. He, the guy whose dad owns the Chicharron restaurant, he came out and destroyed right before me. Yeah. So everybody was just killer, 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 killer. And then I came out. I think it went pretty well. I did an opening 10 minutes of all stuff I'd written that week. My one question was, I didn't know how you were planning to do this. Were you planning to go back and forth? Like you basically started with like El Salvador material and just kept going. Like I thought maybe you're going to go back and forth, but it was doing so well that you just kept going with it. Or that was always the plan. Or- always the plan <laughs> okay, is yeah. open, open with what they know. So w- yeah. I, I, I was relatively confident I could do this for two reasons. One, I write a new 10 minutes every week for our, our uh, Zoom show, the living room show I do on Friday nights. So I knew that in a week I could write 10 minutes. Yeah. And then number two, I've traveled a lot for comedy and I always open my show with local material, yeah. even if it's only like one or two jokes. Is anybody but here from? I'll write as no, no, not as anybody here from like, hey, I was down the street. Why is your mall like this? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. like something you... that they're all going to know that usually no one's going to talk about because right. you're not going to watch Netflix and have them doing a, a joke about your local mall. Yeah. Right. So it was that it was so I knew I could do. I had that muscle to write local. But, yeah, the move is always open with as much local as possible, because I I always think it's like a conversation, not to get too into the weeds about comedy. Mm. But if you walked into a conversation of strangers and just immediately started talking about yourself, it would be odd. True. But if you open by talking about them, like, oh, I heard you saying this and you're doing this and you work that you work, you're a surfer and you work here. And then you naturally go into stuff about yourself. It's more, it's more natural. So I always try to do my stand up that way. So I figured I'd do the same. So I just go for as long as I can local. And, and you did, you the- nailed like two or three of the jokes from the police station. You would prove them in the time between. Yeah. in like <laughs> the 30 minutes. After <laughs> the 30, the yeah. Station. So that was, it, it was just, I could, it could have gone better. Really. The show was perfect. It was uh, awesome. Up to the point, even before the, I knew things were going to go good. I should say we had all this. We, we, you and I went, to the ATM machine because we had to pay, make all these payments that day. And I took out like I had like seven. I don't know how much money I had on me, like six hundred dollars. Right. In, cash. Like, in yeah. cash because they don't take Bitcoin, you know, they think. Yeah. And uh, in a country and I get to the bar and I'm buying beers, you know, it, I'm feeling really good about the crew. I'm buying people beers. They're dollar yes. fifty each. And they, I basically took out all this money. I pay for the drinks. I come back. I'm sitting around. We're eating pizzas. And all of a sudden on Hill, our great sound man comes running over to me frantic and he just hands me. I just like somehow like I'd never been to a bar before. I must have taken out the money and I just put it on the bar to find there how much money I needed. Your entire wad of six. I left a wad of like hundreds of dollars on the bar in a country that we've heard has a lot of crime, but it's a very trustworthy crew. Crew we had on hill found the money. They told us the average salary in the country is like three hundred fifty dollars a month. I probably left three hundred fifty dollars. Three hundred and fifty dollars a month. And I left that much on the bar. He came and he brought it to me, and I said, "This the night's gonna be good." 
We, yeah, he was like, Kevin, Kevin, what are you doing? Well, I know you were like kind of loosey goosey the whole time with cash. Yeah. I remember at one point you and I got money out of the ATM and we were trying to divide it up. And you like in the middle of public, you're like, well, here's a hundred. It's a hundred for you or for me. And I'm like, let's do this later. Like, let's put the cash. I'm away. not used to using cash. You know, I just it's like it's, it was exciting to use cash for things. Anyway, <laughs> it was great. Anyway. The whole thing was great. So much more to talk about. We got to tell you about meeting the Bitcoin guy on the Patreon show. We got to go deep into uh, the billionaire, the real story. Yeah. Yeah. We got to tell you about Gabby's mom. Um, There's so much more, so much more to get to. So subscribe patreon.com slash lost in America, folks. And you'll hear all about that. And Kaplan, that's it. What should we do? You will hear more about American Airlines. You'll hear more about everything. And in the meantime, let's get lost. Get lost. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 